In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome, friends and family. Betches Media presents Off Campus. Ready to party! With Taylor Jackson. Yes, Queen? Yes, Queen! And Abby Lloyd. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. Welcome back to the third quarantine episode. We are still locked in our homes. Locked in our homes. Still hate our lives. Yes. uh, Episode three. I mean, week three. See, I can't even speak. Um, Things aren't too well, too good for me. How about you, Abby? That was incorrect. Um, Like words, whatever. But um, things aren't well. I'm doing not great. Um, I feel like uh, my brain, you know, when like, yeah, my brain has gone to mush. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like spaghetti, like in my brain. Like sloshing around. Yeah. Italian food in your brain. Italian food. Like my brain used to be a big chicken parm, nice and meaty and great. And now it's like spaghetti, spaghetti. It's falling out of my ears. So I just feel... Not great. Out of sorts, huh? Out of sorts. Well, you know what? There's one thing that can make us feel better. Tell me. Is doing good for other people. Yes. And we're using our reach while keeping our distance, obviously. Of course. Because Betch has just launched the Good Influence Fund at Good Influence Fund on Instagram. It directly helps those impacted by the pandemic. We're supporting a group of four organizations that have proven they're mobilizing on the ground and having an immediate impact. Donate to the Good Influence Fund by going to betches.co slash donate. Listen, we're not asking you to donate like $50, even like $20. Like how much would you spend for a vodka soda at the bar if we could go to the bars? Yeah, I don't drink, but I'm campus it'd probably be okay. like $5. College campus, $250 some nights, maybe $12. You guys can afford it. Anything helps all of the people who are struggling right now. Yeah. And it'll make you feel good. I donated yesterday, um, and I instantly better, felt right? a little better. But then, you know, being in quarantine the rest of the day after that, my morale got a little lower, and now I'm kind of like at rock bottom right now. So maybe I should donate wow. again. Wow. Maybe I should donate again, huh? Yeah, maybe. Do something good, feel good for a bit, do something good again. Okay. Okay, Abby? Sounds good. You donated too, didn't you? Yeah, I donated um, because, you know, I am a good person deep down. I don't, you know, I don't want people to know that. Yeah. But deep down, I do care. Mm -hmm. And... The causes, I read up on them, you know, I like all the causes that, all the campaigns, whatever that we, the companies that we picked and. You're actually kind of like a quarantine queen because you're very um, vocal about how you want these 
these bitches to stay inside. I just want everyone to stay inside because I see on Instagram, I see on Twitter, I see on Snapchat that people are still going outdoors. And I've actually started unfollowing my friends that I see. And they're like, did you unfollow me? And I'm like, yeah, because I saw that you went outside. And they're like, Abby, you're so crazy. And I was like, no, bitch. I just want a summer. Mm -hmm. um, If you can do it in your... 200 square foot apartment. We all can do it. We can all do it. And I can do it alone. No, no distractions, just me and my bed. And and your thoughts. (laughs) Speaking of thoughts, last night, this is why I look like this. I know you guys can't see me, but I look a mess, disheveled. My usual routine to get me up and going is like, I wake up at seven, I'll do a workout and then start, start work. Mm-hmm. And I feel great. But last you night I, I went to bed. wakes up around like, I'm going to say 4.45. Is that correct? Five, five. Okay. So, yeah. So she wakes up at five. She works out. Go. Yes. But at home during quarantine, I've adjusted. I wake up at seven. Wow. Because, you know, the gym is just right downstairs. That's right. It's right below you. It's in your bedroom. It's in my bedroom. Um, but last night I woke up around 1 a.m. and felt as if I think I was having like an, an anxiety attack in my sleep. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. So I like sat up for a second and I'm like, okay, just go back to bed, Taylor. You're fine. And then, you know, when you're trying to go to sleep, it's like you try so hard to go to sleep, but, it, yeah. but then you're thinking about going to sleep. So you're not going to sleep. I was like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm up until I don't know when. So I watched three episodes of like reality TV, some trash show. Um, and then finally, around 5.30 a.m., I fell asleep. Woke up at around 8.30 and have been just trying to um, Get back recover. into the groove of things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so as, as we all know, I'm depressed. So, and I think that people get anxiety and depression kind of confused. So when yeah. people are always talking about how they have anxiety attacks, I don't know what that looks like. Because when I get, you know, I just say, fuck it, I'm depressed, I'm taking a nap. Yeah. I'm going to just call it a day. Mm -hmm. What do your anxiety attacks look like? Because I've been hearing that a lot of people have been having them. Look like? Um, Well, not look like because you probably look a mess. But, like, how does it feel, like, in your heart? Okay, well, your heart – so, granted – Are you crying? I'm sorry, you just are wiping stuff from your eyes. No, I'm not crying yet. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, with the whole pandemic and stuff too, it doesn't help anyone's anxiety because one of the symptoms that we've been hearing about COVID-19 is like you can't catch your breath, but also a very common symptom of anxiety is you can't breathe. So once you start thinking about your breathing, your breathing, you really like hype yourself up um, and you just kind of have like, that's what it, I'm like a lot better controlling it now but last night I was scared because it was in the middle of the night and like I had yeah. a, a split second where you're like your heart starts to race and then you really can't breathe and then you're just thinking about it so much like thinking about every like everything in your life and you're like this is it like I sat up and I was like I think I need to go to the hospital but then I talked oh. myself down and I was like no you don't no you so don't I, so I put on something that calms me which is like trash television because okay. I'm not, because I'm not thinking at all when I watch that shit yeah you know calmed myself back down but anxiety is different for everybody um my first ever panic attack was at the airport jesus works we're getting into it now okay Uh it was was at the airport because i used to like hate flying 
Yeah, I was waiting in security. This is when I first was just like n- knew I had anxiety, but no one else really knew because I didn't want to admit that I had it, you know? Yeah. And I'm in the security line at the airport and um, all of a sudden, you know, heart rate starts going up. I start to flare a bit. I don't even, I'm with my whole family. I don't even tell them. I sprint out of the security line outside of the Fort Lauderdale airport because we were yeah. going home. Yeah. And I'm like this. I can't. I'm sitting on the curb like this. I look like I just ran away from home. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad came um, out and like calmed me down and they opened up an, their own security line th- like for me. And I was like, this shit's embarrassing. So then after that, I kind of got a grip on things. and you got, a, you got a grip. You know, got the thing, got help. Well, so this is kind of scary for me because, and that moment last night was kind of scary because it's like, oh no, you felt like you happening were again. Mm-hmm. But we're good, fam. Look at me. We're fine. Yeah. You look a mess. So are things fine? That's fine. Whatever. We're moving on. Everyone looks ugly. Everyone's having panic attacks. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Got it. So um, go. No, I was going to ask you what's been going on on the, uh, the boyfriend. So just, it's always bad. My boyfriend has never been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I'm talking to this guy currently that I met on a dating app. And last night he texts me, we were like, we're texting, whatever. Cause you know, I don't give Snapchat cause I'm not a whore. So we're texting and he he we like didn't talk at all yesterday and he goes sorry um i just like i got laid off today and i'm like i'm like jesus christ that sucks no that that sucks it does and and what was weird was because he's currently at his house i was like at least you live at home and he was Mm -hmm. like well no i have an apartment in bushwick and i was like um you didn't tell me because then I'm now I feel worse because mm-hmm. you, have, you have to pay rent, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't mention that, which was odd. Um, but I don't know why. And like, I know this is just like, maybe it's like built into me because I'm evil. Maybe it's built into me because I'm cruel as one might say. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason it, um, I don't want to say grossed me out, but it made me feel weird that he didn't have a job. And I'm want to say first that I'm a feminist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put that out in the open. Sure, you're not like, I know, I know you're not saying this out of like, but I just, something about it. Well, this is the case. It was your first instinct. So like, imagine if we weren't in like this pandemic and all this shit was going on. And a guy just straight up said to you on a dating app, hey, sorry, I didn't respond today. I got laid off. You would just drop him to the curb. But now, you know what I think this tactic might be? And I know that this whole situation is like not, it's obviously not funny. Like so many people are losing their jobs and stuff. Doesn't mean he might not get rehired at that same place once things go back to normal, which is good. But a guy just like put all this baggage on you is a little concerning. And it kind of feels to me in a sense a bit of like a, a pity thing, you know, like he kind of wants you to pity him uh-huh. because I don't think he needed to straight up say, Hey, I got laid off. Maybe he could have approached it like, 
uh, hey, sorry, like I've been like caught up with like work stuff or not answered you at all. I think it's a little aggressive. <laughs> ghosted me. Yeah, because he's obviously going through some more serious shit than you. <laughs> and I think, for sure. And I think, she's so rude. And I think that both of my ex-boyfriends did not have jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, or when they got jobs, it was like, not in their career like they didn't like working at like the student center or like yeah, a, a, like they, the D- dick sporting goods or something that's the one <laughs> so All right yeah that you were right uh, seriously i just guessed that that's so funny i know your type to the t yeah my type is tragic um so i think that's um alarming to me especially after college when people don't have jobs or um have not have trouble getting a job because I know it's really hard. Yeah. If there's like no motivation. Yeah. I think I automatically kind of put him in that category. And then I was like, "Mm." and I know I can't help it, but I think you should take him out. Um, given the circumstances, I think you should take him out of that, um, of your, uh, mindset of just like, cause like he's obviously, he obviously had a job. And he was motivated because he had a job, but because of what the world is, it was out of his control that he lost his job. So you know what? I'm saying team him. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do team team him for now. Maybe we'll invite him to join you on your first ever Zoom date next week. Maybe not though. Okay, I'll work on it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can work on it. Speaking of your type, just so I know what I'm looking for when I tried to set you up on this um, blind Zoom date yeah. next week. This is so uh, cool. What Abby and I were texting last week. Yeah. And she sends me a screenshot of someone from Hinge. And I mean, t- she says this. She said, this is just like my type to a T. I said, yeah. You know what I'm finally like realizing is your type is just a big, dumb, idiot looking guy. Like, I mean, it looks like he has one brain cell. He's massive. Like, he's got like one giant tattoo on one arm that's like, yep. says something Italian or something. Yeah, something like, almost like a church quote, you know? <laughs> and he doesn't get it. He's never been to church. No. He's Jewish and he has a church tat. Yeah. Um, you know, he just got it because it looked cool. You know, he can't wear hats because his head is so fucking fat. I like uh-huh. that, you know? That's like what you like. And it's just like he's like almost he's he's like strong, but like he's got a layer of like flub on him, you know? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like he's almost like he bodybuilder. Could, but- he could almost be a bodybuilder, but he just eats like rice krispies for dinner. Yes. It's yeah, my type to a T. So big dumb idiot. And the concerning part is when I said that, you said you are so so right. So right. Mm-hmm. And what I, annoys me is that I date guys that think they're smart. So the big dumb idiots think that they're fucking geniuses. Uh-huh. And that's what because I know what they are mm-hmm. and they deep down know also what they are. Mm-hmm. But I think something inside of them, their spaghetti brain gets mm-hmm. all messed up. 
they're like, Abby, I'm smarter than you. And I'm like, you're like, okay, honey. Okay, honey. Go wash the dishes then. Go big dumb idiot. So (laughs) I think maybe you're, um, I know you just said like your type has a spaghetti brain and you said you're starting to get a spaghetti brain. So essentially you're turning into the big dumb idiot. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop that now. So what do I do for like some brain, brain games? I'll probably start masturbating more. That's like, (laughs) that'll get me up on my game. No, that'll make you like hunting for the big dumb idiots on Hinge and Tinder. Did you ever have Tinder? No, I didn't. Cause I always thought like like, slot central. It is. I need you to go on it and just like experience it for a sec. Maybe. Really? Yeah. You'll lose it. It looks so trashy. It is. (laughs) Okay. But I think there's a lot of big dumb idiots on there. So you could hit the jackpot, huh? I really could hit the jackpot. And then you asked me what my type was. Yeah, because um, I'm, I get confused because sometimes you show me guys that like almost could be my type and I'm like, he's gorgeous. Then you show me guys that I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't see that. And then you show me guys that I'm like, okay, yeah. And so I'm, I get confused. I think that I'm so out of touch with, like, dating because I haven't, like, actually, like, dated somebody in a while. I mean, I've gone on dates, but I haven't actually dated someone in a while that I don't really um, – I'm, I'm open to every – anybody and anything. <laughs> okay, so actually I have a quick story. So one of my friends – I've talked about him before on this show. He just, like, texts me when he's fucking bored, but he's hilarious. Um. He's actually trying to become a comedian. It's not going well, but maybe one day. <laughs> so he texts me out of nowhere yesterday. Uh-huh. He goes, I know, but it just sucks that I make so much more money than the stimulus stimulus threshold. I mean, even if I received it, I'd probably just give it to charities anyway. Next text. Oh my God, Abby, sorry. Wrong person. What's up? <laughs> so he's trying to flex his fucking money. No, no, because he's unemployed. He has. Oh. He does not have a job. Oh, he's okay. He's never had a job because he okay. went to rehab. Now he has no job. So, but he's just trying to be funny. And I said, you know, when do you have times to come up with these jokes between applying for jobs and jerking off all day? Yeah. He said, I feel so violent that you kind of like nailed down my daily routine. And he goes, and first of all, fuck you. I have a job. Just joined Uber Eats. And I oh, okay. I said, oh. And he goes, and second of all, fuck you, because I'm an essential need right now. I'm out here running, running people's foods back and forth. I said, but honestly, bro, he is essential. You're kind of out here. Like, I'm, I'm almost like turned on. Oh. So, so you're going to start sleeping with him now? No, not really. He's like, doesn't live here. Lived here. He um, de- doesn't live here. He doesn't live here. Um, but our last text was him going, uh, so I have one of the top three most important jobs out there right now. You're kind of talking to a hero. <laughs> so okay, this guy's kind of funny. This is kind of the big dumb idiot that I yeah. am interested in. Like, like, but he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, I think he's like, he acknowledges that he's a big dumb idiot. You know, the big, the yeah. other big dumb idiots like don't actually know they are one. And Sorry, sorry. I thought we were frozen or something. Um, no, you're, okay. you're texting. I know it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> like, you're texting, like, on the screen, though. 
all right, whatever. Fuck you. I'm not bitchy. You don't care about my story, so go fucking tell your stories. Tell I me. Do, tell me something, then. I do care about your story, but I didn't. I, we were I done know. with that, I thought. Yeah. No? Okay. Read me a fucking question. A question I had recently was actually came to my attention from, like, all, all of, like, the trash TV that I've been watching. I've seen it on multiple occasions, but, like, throughout different shows is, like, revenge cheating. So, yeah. like, um, I'm watching Ozark, and obvi- I don't know if you guys watch it. Um, the wife, obviously, well, I don't want to give it, well, whatever. The wife cheats on the husband. He finds out, um, but they get into this whole, like, shtick thing where, like, it's they can't get into whatever, 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 whatever. They stay together is what I'm saying. And then I'm watching another reality TV show, and this guy has cheated on his fiance multiple times, and they've forgiven each other, and then she admits that if she did have the chance to cheat on him, Right now, she she would want to just so he would know how it felt. Okay. Um, and then in Ozark, I'm on an episode now where the husband who was cheated on by the wife actually hooks up with another woman. And in my head, I believe that that was out of spite and revenge. And I just wanted to know your thoughts on it because you know you're kind of like an expert in the field. Yes, I'm an expert. I'm a doctor cheating expert. Uh-huh. Doctor cheating expert. So yeah, PhD in cheating. D yeah. So I think that all cheating actually I'm reading this book right now. Um I got it from U Ups. Heard of the podcast? I have. Um Jordana said it's a book about cheating and like if you've been cheated on or you cheat in relationships and I have experienced both. So I said, perfect, let's get to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm only on page 10 because I fell asleep, but, and you can't read and reading is tough for me, Mm -hmm. but it's excited to learn about it because she's not taking sides. She's basically saying like cheating. I don't, I got to read it. I don't really know. She says, yeah. So, God, I'm dumb. Your your brain is spaghetti. It's spaghetti, and I'm this sorry. Is, okay, let's just. This is what I want to know: revenge cheating. Agree or disagree? Go. You have thirty seconds. Revenge cheating is cheating is always for revenge. You are never really doing it because of something. Someone made you upset. Your significant other made you upset or made you angry, and then you did that because whatever. And usually, you don't think you're going to get caught. But it makes you feel better on the inside. Like, yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah. honestly, it doesn't make you feel great. But yeah. it might. So. Yeah. Um, but I think that in my personal experience, um, there are different levels of cheating. So, like... I think that the cheating has to be the equivalent. So, like, if I sleep with someone else, the other person then has to do the other because then we'll always be – I mean, not I'm saying this is just – Now this is a game. So you think <laughs> that if – so this is – okay, so you know how you cheated on your ex-boyfriend. Yes, classic. You you said you, you, you'd be okay if he – No, but I'm saying to make the relationship equal, it then has to be that. Okay. It also so, there's a lot of factors. It depends who you cheat with. I mean, cheating ruins a relationship no matter what. Exactly. The trust is lost. The way that he cheated was he didn't sleep with anyone that I know of, classic. 
I'll find out one day though. He didn't cheat with me. He just like made a Tinder and liked a bunch of girls and then tried to follow them. That's still, I think that still could be considered revenge cheating in a sense. I think so too, but then I feel like I can't get upset because I physically had sex with someone else. Yeah, I agree. There's levels to it. There's levels to this shit, bitch. Yeah. And we'll never know. Just your long story short, relationship won't be the same. Never. Ever. Okay, great. Moving right along to a very important topic. Guys on social media, we have a, f- a few questions from a fan, a fellow fan. Yeah. Um, These questions are really important now because are. a lot of people are on TikTok. A lot of people are on Instagram. They're just posting shit all day, every day. Guys are much more active on social media than they usually are because there's no sports. There's no other things. Yeah. She is recently dealing with a breakup and needs these questions answered about an ex on social media. We're going to start with the first one. Actually, yes, the first one. How do I tell my ex's mom to stop texting me without being a bitch? Don't answer. Um, it's tough because, like, I think the mom has, when you have sons, there's, like, a specific, like, you want them to be raised well, you know, mm-hmm. because there's so much, like, sons boys suck we know that already Mm -hmm. so you don't want your son to be one of those guys that sucks and And like that the mom is like trying to like heal the wound to make sure like make sure that it's picture perfect like oh make sure that you yeah and like her son yeah and trying to be like you know i don't know why he did this like i'm sorry like you know blah 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 and I think that she probably feels like, not that her mothering was bad, but I think she feels like maybe the situation, yeah, or like the situation could have been handled differently. Yeah, and I also think that it adds a layer of confusion for the girl whose ex's mom is still texting them because it's like, oh my God, she still like, like, she still wants to be in my life. She still likes me. This is just reminding me more about him, yada, yada, yada. But then you have to think about it. Like, if you, it obviously her, the son informed his mom of the breakup, and yeah. you know the mom is probably like, "Oh, it's okay, sweetie. Like, whatever makes you happy, that's what I want for you." And then she's going around here and texting his ex girlfriend, trying to be like good cop, good cop, you know? Yeah. And I don't think she needs to. She doesn't need to be a cop at all. She just stays out of the relationship because then things get messy. I think when parents get into the relationships before like marriage and obviously things are messy because that adds a layer of like connection, a deeper connection. It's also like, I remember I was friends with like all all my ex-boyfriends, like brothers and sisters. And like, I would like the parents would text me pictures of like, whatever, when we, you know, and I'm just like, I don't need this anymore. And Mm -hmm. now I like go to type in a name and that name pops up. I'm like, can this go away? Yeah. I think that with an ex that you're actually done with, everything that is associated with him needs to be like out of sight, out of mind. So when you get a text from his mom, you have like a slight, like slow, like little bit of hope. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Not over yet, but it is. I know. So mom needs to stay out of it. 
Yeah, and I think it's Facebook. The mom, <laughs> you're dumb. My mom loves Facebook. So does mom. I think that the um, not that she's being like selfish, but I think that she, you know, yeah, she's being selfish by trying to make herself feel better and like try to mend the relationship when really yeah. just shut, just shut up. Because you're making it worse for me. Like now that you're texting me. Great. Next question. My ex-boyfriend is making thirsty TikToks. <sighs> Do I call the police? Absolutely. Nine one one. Dial it down. Locked. I up. would. I would call an ambulance because he's mm-hmm. probably, he needs help. Uh-huh. Um, guys on social media oh. are honestly anybody on social media is extremely cringy because you're doing it to you know try and be cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I think honestly, me and you have mastered a really great way to be to be cool on social media. I hate to say it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> Sean hates that. Please explain. Um, I just think there's a way to not be cringy, be cringy, and to still, you know, show that you're, you know, you're a bad bitch. You're a bad bitch. But when it comes yeah. to guys, you can't be a bad bitch. No, you can't. You need to st- like I. Uh, I know there's no sports right now, but there's other things you can do than get a TikTok and try to be one of those like hot TikTok visco guys because it's just not working. It is and so like, cringy. It is so cringy. The ones where I see where it's like he's like looking like you can't see his face and it's like these like the age is like twelve to nineteen. And after I mean, that you need to go to TikTok after age twenty-three. Therapy. Therapy. Stop. Stop. Stick to Instagram. Stick to Twitter. Stick to those things. Mm-hmm. And what gets me annoyed is LinkedIn, TikTok. maybe if you're that bored. Yeah, true. The second job. Strictly for um, like hot people. So by you going on TikTok, you think you're hot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not a cute flex. No. God no. No. Uh, so you thinking that your TikToks are popping. It's what's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the ones that are like this. Like I am all here. There's a lot of funny guys on TikTok. Yeah. Like actual, like they're actually funny. Like just like Twitter. Some guys try to be like cute and think girls like that and like sensitive on Twitter. And I'm like, that's not funny. I like like the funny ratchet tweets Yeah. that make that let me know that you are funny. But the TikToks when it's like the guy's looking away and it's like listing all these things. Like you yeah, want like a guy that's six, five, seven. Six, seven. Like football. Like big smile, uh, good to take home to mom, and then he turns and it's like his like chiseled hot face, yeah. and he's like, "What's popping?" I'm like, ah, no. "It makes me want to die." I'm like, "Absolutely fucking not." Get and off. What's t- more cringy is that when I see those and I don't know the person, I don't feel as grossed out. But when I see you on TikTok and I know you when you're making those, that's when things are like, yeah. no, because I know who you are, mm-hmm. and it's not like that. Quarantine has given me a lot of stress and anxiety, but never, and I promised myself this, will I reach the level of of actually trying to go viral on TikTok. On TikTok by looking like even the girls, it's cringy when the girls are trying to be like hot and like they're like lip singing some like stupid song. I'm like, no. You know who does good TikTok and still is doing all those viral dances is Emma Chamberlain. She's like funny at it because she just her, she just like dresses like as a slob and just like does the dances. But it's like 
funny. Like she's not trying to look hot or anything. Yeah, but that's like her brand. Yeah, exactly. So find your personal brand and stop being basic and thinking you're hot. All I got to say. Okay. Yep. So yes, call the police. Yes. Answer a call. Last one. What do I do? It's kind of the same realm. What do I do if my ex is going live on Instagram to 20 people? Jesus. Do Um, not go live unless you have a blue check mark next to your name. Wait, he only has 20 Instagram followers or only people are joining? Only 20 are joining. Got it. That would happen to me if I went live. But you wouldn't go live is the thing. No, never. Actually, didn't you go live once as a joke? You and I? No, you went live and then I joined the live. Um, but you see, as a joke, some yeah. these guys are live is gross. Um, I wouldn't do it unless you're, you know, famous. So. Yeah, if you have a blue check mark, do it. If you see a guy, um, that has I don't know a thousand or less followers going live, um, I would say and you okay. used to hook up with him. Just erase that from your memory because never yeah. hook up with him again. If yeah. he's trying to go viral on TikTok, if he's going live on Instagram. To all 20 of his engaged followers, drop it. Done. Yep. That's that. That's the tea. That's the tea, baby. The guys are getting desperate out here. We know it. Let's not feed into it, ladies. Exactly. All right. Moving right along into our hot virgin club slash a please unfuck me story. We haven't done this in a while, but this is someone who submitted it where it's her, how she lost her virginity to join the hot virgin club because not hot, not virgins. And she also wishes that, you know, she never slept with this person. Of course. Also selling hot virgin club sweatshirts, HVC sweatshirts on shopbetches.com. Um, even guys are wearing them. Yeah. Hot guys. too. Hot guys. Yeah. (laughs) At Jamie, at Jamie younger. Does she listen? Of course she does. All right. Anyway, here's the hot virgin club slash please unfuck me story. So I was dating my first real boyfriend junior year of high school, and it was long distance. Finally, after four months, we decided to lose our virginities to each other. All of our attempts got interrupted until prom night. I had the house to myself, so he drove up from his house an hour away and was supposed to get there around 3 p.m. He finally arrived an hour and a half later, so we couldn't fuck on a bed because we were already running late for pictures and dinner. Oh, so it's like right before prom. After dinner and before the dance, we drove out to the middle of the desert. We struggled to get my desert. I don't know. We struggled to get my fancy as fuck dress off, but finally got down to business in the backseat of his 2004 Honda Accord. I'm sorry. Let's first of all, she called her prom dress a fuck dress. No, fancy as fuck dress. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I heard fancy fuck dress. Nope. Anyway, now. They're in his 2004 Honda Accord. Not only was he maybe, not only was he maybe three inches, but he also bit me when he went down on me. I started bleeding and he blamed me for not telling him that I was on my period. I wasn't. He fucking bit me. Not to mention he broke up with me. Not to mention he broke up with me over Insta DM three weeks later. (laughs) This is. Please unfuck me, it says. Please unfuck me. This is hilarious. Prom night. This is hysterical. This is like every girl's dream. This is, I cannot wait. So he bit like her clitoris. Mm-hmm. And then said, why didn't you tell me that you were on your period? But she wasn't. Um, guys have, guys are dumb. Mm-hmm. So they, 
have you watched Little Fires Everywhere yet? Of course. So there's a part, spoiler, it's coming. So I watched everything. And, I know, I'm telling the fans. Oh. So there's a part where the guy cannot get hard. And he's like, you're, you're, you're gross. Like, you, you, want, you want my brother. Like, blah, blah. And he's like blaming her for him not being able to get hard. And she's like, ah, oh, it's like her first time. She's like, oh, I didn't know. Oh. And she's like feeling so sad. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone ever did that to me, I would scream. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, I would roast him. Roast him. I think guys. Um, insecurity. They're trying yeah. to mask their insecurities. Um, by blaming it on you. Exactly. And I can't believe she, Yeah, that's scary. I'm scared of that. I'm scared of getting bit. Yeah. Um, also, it's just like... Remember that one story we had? Like, yes. No, ago? I remember. That was a horror story where she had to go like get it sewn up at the hospital. So thank God you're not this girl. Um, but yeah, this is like, it starts out like a, like a dream, you know? It is a dream. It's like, oh, you're, my boyfriend's coming to prom with me we're gonna do it after prom in his car well first off like driving a 2004 honda Accord. yeah he also like broke up with her over insta dm that's i mean that's hilarious that's just typical it's typical yeah not very magical prom night but welcome to the hot virgin club we welcome you with open arms and open hearts what is this? And go order one of our sweatshirts so you can officially be in the club. Okay? Yes. That's just com slash off campus. Okay. People moving right along. Speaking of shitty guys, I roast your ex where I'm not going to do it under 15 seconds anymore, as I said last week, because no one could really understand me. Yeah. And I've accepted the criticism, so. Okay. You keep talking about it, though, so are you upset about it? You know what, Abby? I want you to read this one, actually. Really? Because I always feel like I'm the one roasting and like I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. I know, you know, I'm just like it's hard for me to read. I know, but like let's let's just do this. Shut up, just shut up. All right, ready? Uh-huh. I can't believe you got mad at me for wearing my best friend's jacket and ignored me the entire day. Joke's on you though, because I ended up fucking him. You need to shut up. <laughs> you need to shut up about how rich your dad is, because if he actually cared, he would have taken custody when your parents divorced you can't make a girl come to save your life. It's gross how you say that we didn't date for a year, but we instead dated for 11 months and three weeks. Also, your new girlfriend looks exactly like me and everyone knows it. You constantly put me down to make yourself seem better. Also saying that you'd go down on me while on my period is disgusting. I told you multiple times to stop saying that. And I hope that you would say my name when you and your new girl are fucking. This is... um, Elaborate. Alarming. She hits everything here. This is like this is almost like a thesis statement at the beginning of an essay. She, she hits every single note. She says, first of all, your dad would have taken custody, okay, <laughs> if he really liked you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, I fucked your best friend, so shut the fuck up. And third of all, your new girlfriend looks just like me, and I hope that you are. What she said something about eating basically, out on her period. Basically, yeah, don't at, he kept asking her to do that or something. And basically that he's like, I hope that he she basically is saying, like, I hope you're not I know you're not over me. I hope you're not over me. Uh, and I hope you fuck up your new happy relationship. Linda. Oh my mom. god, my mom is so loud. 
this is just like this is recording at home. This is recording at home. And now I'm getting angry. Really? Your this face is, is day, this is day 14 of quarantine and I've lost my mind. Anyway, thank you for that roast. You hit every note, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along to round out the episode. Why do you with, say moving right along. I don't know. I sound like I'm like like move right along like a safari. Yeah, yeah you sound like like a and on the right, we'll see the giraffes over here. Lady from Handmaid's Tale. Come on, let's go. Moving right along. <laughs> well, anyway, to the next segment. Uh, no, I'll just... Okay, next we have disaster roommate story. So you saw this on Twitter. I saw this on Twitter. Oh, oh I saw um, this yesterday. Yeah, it's going viral, and I was like... This, this makes was, me feel sick. It does make me feel sick. So this girl is still living with her roommate while in quarantine, and she had told her that she doesn't want people over because it puts her at risk of contracting COVID-19, obviously. The yeah. roommate texts her and says, I'm glad that you're seeking to stay safe in this pandemic. That's very wise. However, you can't prevent me from having people over. So you can expect to see Brett over often, smiley face. And if that's an issue for you, you can stay in your room. Six plus feet of distance will definitely keep you out of the virus's way. Like... I, my, so my roommate, when she was here, we were like talking and she was like, she was like, if I brought someone over, you would like, you would, you wouldn't let me back in the apartment. Right. I'm like, yeah, obviously. Of course, you know that. <laughs> like, cause I, I can't go anywhere. So no. this is now I'm going to be living with coronavirus. Exactly. I mean, so it's this, so insensitive. It's just so rude. This girl and she, it's going viral on like Instagram and Twitter. And I hope that, um, this girl is being roasted because someone should give her at name. Is anyone hearing this? Yeah. Your mom. I mean, she's unbelievable. You just said how many pieces of cheese are left. <laughs> oh my God. Bro. You got to get out of there. <laughs> Where I can't be, I can't go to this roommate's house because they're not going to let me in. Yeah. You're right. I'm stuck. You're stuck. But that's what we all should be. We should all be stuck and deal with it. So you don't need Brett coming over. To give yeah, you, you Brett. two minutes of fun. How do you think that, like, I was on the phone with one of my friends the other day, and she was like, I'm just so horny. Like, I need dick, so I need to go out. And I was like, one, ew. Ew. One, actually, ew. Yeah. Two, um, get a vibrator. I don't know. Any, literally anything other right. than leaving your house, going to get dick with someone who, you know, you don't really know. She didn't know him that well, so you yeah. don't know where he's been. Yeah. And then... <laughs> To come back into your parents' home and be gross. Put them in danger. Not cool. Not cool. I see, keep seeing all these tweets that are like, um, what do you mean uh, dick appointments aren't considered essential essential, or something like that? I'm like, enough out of you people. Enough. You sickos. Stay in the fucking side. Um, and honestly, I hate to say it, but it's kind of cool to take quarantine seriously. Okay? It is. So... I don't care. We started the episode, do something good. You're going to feel better about yourself. And me sitting my ass on the couch watching hours and hours of shit TV is helping the world. Exactly. Me so, too. So, cue you guys. Fuck you guys, okay? All of you guys. And we have a really special announcement. Oh my <laughs> announcement. Is that how I said it? We have a very yeah. special announcement. Very yeah. special announcement if anybody but, cares. But seriously, guys, next week we are off campus. Is the off campus podcast is getting a glow up, a rebrand, fresh, new. So you must tune in because we have a very special guest. Very special. 
very special. You everybody knows that. Yep. And Abby's going on a Zoom date, so you have to tune in for that because it's going to go terribly wrong. I'm not doing that. Okay, guys, we are signing out, and we are so excited to share the exciting news next week. I love you, guys. Love you. Bye. Do something good today. Off Campus is hosted by Taylor Jackson. And Abby Lloyd. The show is produced by Sean Kilby and Mike Coscarelli. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Artwork is by Brittany Levine and Taylor Jackson. Social media by Taylor Jackson. And Abby Lloyd. Be sure to follow us at Off Campus on Instagram and TikTok. And email your questions to offcampus at Betches.com. Betches.